0: Hello, this is DJ MEG, and you're listening to Heart and Soul, a Christian podcast powered by 88.1 The Berg. This is Heart and Soul's 16th podcast, and today I'll be talking about essential aspects of the Christian faith. But before I begin talking about these aspects, I'm going to open with a prayer. Thank you, Father. You have been there for me in every day of my faith. Every day I desire to grow closer to you, to grow with you, and to become one with you. Help me, Lord, to embrace any trials that I face through my life. Help me to look at the difficult times and know that it is to help me grow closer to you. Help me to align my life with you and to remember that each aspect of my life I am living for you. Help me to align my life with Christ. Help me to see my trials in a positive life and to embrace the various testings that I have to go through each and every day. Give me a heart that understands and chooses to look at life every day with joy and beauty and grace. Amen. In the Christian faith, there are many things that we believe and hold true. And looking at the theological background of our faith, history, what we believe, and hold true, there are many things to know. To know everything about our Christian faith, though, we have to understand the es- essentials of our Christian faith. We must learn these essentials that we can understand the root of our faith and where our belief comes from. It also gives us a basic understanding of our beliefs and of our faith. So what are the essentials of our Christian faith? The Bible reveals the important aspects of the Christian faith. These essentials are the deity of Christ, salvation by God's grace, salvation through Jesus Christ alone, the resurrection of Christ, the gospel, monotheism, and the holy trinity. These are the main essentials that we should understand and believe if we are followers of Jesus Christ. So let's look at each one of these in a little more detail. The deity of Christ refers to the knowledge and belief that Jesus is God. While Jesus never directly says, "I am God" in the scriptures, he makes it very clear to those around him, especially the Pharisees and the Sadducees, that he is God. In John chapter 10 verse 30, he says, I and the Father are one. And what this is saying, that he is joined with the Father and that he is the Father. Another example is John chapter 20 verse 28, when Thomas says, My Lord and my God. And Jesus does not correct him, saying that he is not God and this is because we believe that God sent himself down as man to save us from our sins and lead by example of how to live a faithful Christian life serving the Lord. Salvation by grace. We are all sinners separated from God and deserving eternal punishment for our sins. But Jesus' death on the cross paid for the sins of mankind, giving us access to heaven and an eternal relationship with God, We are saved by God's grace. God did not have to do this for us. He did not have to suffer. He did not have to send his only son down to suffer for our sins, but he loves us so much that he sacrificed his only son. This is grace and is most definitely undeserved by us. Her scripture tells us, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. This is from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9. There is nothing we can do to earn God's favor or gain access to heaven apart from his grace. Salvation through Jesus Christ alone. A truly interesting question that we could ask is, do all roads lead to God? And the answer is yes. All roads do lead to God. Eventually, we are going to stand before God when we die, no matter what faith we are. It is there that we will be judged for what we have or what we have not done while we were alive, and whether Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives. God, in his mercy, has provided all of us the only means through salvation, which is through his Son, Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 tells us that salvation is found in no one else, for there is no name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. This passage speaks naming Jesus and God's saving power, saying that he is the one that saves us, and it is through their grace that we are saved. Another example is found in the book of John. Jesus answers, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this is from John chapter 14, verse 6. And what this means is that no one gets into heaven except by faith and in the saving works of the Lord Jesus Christ on his or her behalf. The Resurrection of Christ Perhaps no other event in the Bible, aside from Jesus' appearance here on earth and then death on the cross, is as significant to the Christian faith as of that of the resurrection. Why is the resurrection so significant? It is because Jesus died and after three days came back to life and rose again to reappear to his followers in bodily form. Jesus has demonstrated. Throughout his time on earth, his ability to resurrect others, such as his friend Lazarus. But the fact is, what separates the Christian faith from all others is that the Christian faith is focused on Christ's life, Christ being crucified, and then his resurrection into life. Bert says in the Bible, And if Christ had not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. And that is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14. And Christ's resurrection is an essential part of our faith. It is part of that strong salvation of Jesus dying and rising again for our sins and that sacrifice because God truly loves us. And to deny Christ's resurrection will be to deny that Jesus' work here on earth was a satisfactory offering to God for the sins of mankind, which is mentioned in John chapter 2, verse 19 through 21. The Gospel. In First Corinthians chapter chapter fifteen, verse one through four, Paul spells out what the gospel is and how important it is to embrace and share it with others. He reminds the Corinthians of the gospel he preached among them, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scripture, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Now this quote from the Bible is, an, is the essence of the gospel. Paul warns us to be wary of many false gospels that are being offered to the unsuspecting because the heart of the gospels and what they are is they the preachings and true tellings and teachings of Jesus' life and death on earth. They are the way and a root of our faith teaching us what to believe, teaching us what our faith is, and ways we can follow in Jesus' footsteps. Monotheism. Monotheism is the belief that there is only one God. The Christian faith believes that there is only one God and worships only one God. Exodus chapter 20 verse 3 states, You shall have no other gods before me, So in our Christian faith, we only worship one God. And in the Bible, there are many areas where it states how we do only believe in one God. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 10, it says, You are my witness, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. And here, in this Bible verse, we're able to see and understand that God lives as one. As a Christian, we know that there is only one God, the God of the Bible. For if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, for us there is but one God, the Father from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came, and through whom we live. 1 Corinthians, chapter eight, verse five through six. And finally, the Trinity. While the concept of a three-in-one God is not represented by a single verse or passage, it is described frequently throughout Scripture. If we look at Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, we see the verse calling out the Trinity. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. While this verse mentions all three persons of the Triune God, it does not call them the Trinity. So to understand the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, we must look at them in totality of Scripture and glean from it the definition. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 4 through 6, we can see how this comes together. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. Again, we see all three persons being represented but not title as the Holy Trinity. But it is something we title as the Holy Trinity so that we can give a better understanding of it and we have something to identify it as. So that we know when we're talking about the Holy Trinity, we are talking about the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, there is one essential part of Christianity that binds all of these together. And it is the root and core of our belief in God, and that is faith. Faith is what binds us together and what ties us to God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. As Christians, we live by this with the understanding that we believe in a God we cannot see but we can see his works in our everyday lives and all around us. We can see it in creation, we can see it in ourselves, we can see it in our friends, our families, and rooted into our everyday life. Everything we do in our everyday life because of faith. And because we know that our faith pleases God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and rewards those who seek Him. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Now, after we understand the essential parts of our faith, we are given a jump and off point for us to become stronger Christians in faith. We are able to understand what our faith believes and what our faith teaches. We are also able to then understand deeper what the church teaches us and all of the aspects of our faith. Now, what do you think the the essential aspects of our faith is? Let me know on my Facebook page called Heart and Soul at 88.1 The Berg. I hope you have a good day and a blessed week. Good luck. Godspeed. It never hurts to pray.